Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Lapham, a.k.a. the Drunk Phytologist, and I use the pronoun she, her. I'm Ethan Lapham, a.k.a. Takoon363, and I use he, him. And I'm Christian Venetis, a.k.a. Action Economist, and I use he, him. And this is Natural 20. Natural 20 is a podcast that discusses the lore, history, and biology of Dungeons and Dragons, creatures, and monsters. Natural 20 is also an adult podcast featuring adult language. You have been warned. Science! It is biology time. It is biology time. So, spoilers everyone, there is no scientific evidence of people turning into wolves. What? I know. What? I know. But how else am I supposed to get my Belladonna fix? I know. Now I gotta go back to cocaine. Exactly. Jesus. Jesus. Okay. So, so the closest thing that I can find is something called werewolf syndrome. Okay. It is a medical condition, but the technical term is hypertrichosis. What that means is a normal amount of hair growth over the body. There are two different types. There's what they call generalized, which means everywhere. Just all the hair. And then there's localized. Patchy. Yeah, patchy, but it does not include like hair that you have for and for testosterone or androgen reasons, right? Where it's like pubic hair, hair under your arms. Right, right, right. These you is know, like thick beard. Thick beard. Hair in places where there really shouldn't be. Yeah, where it's like it's effusive. Effusive. Like we're covered in hair already, but right. it's the a lot of thick terminal what we call terminal hair like the hair on your head or beard hair or right. pubic hair or something but all in different places and it can be congenital so either you're born with it or you can get it later in life right. but many like several circus sideshow performers in the sure. 19th and 20th centuries mm-hmm. such as um julia pastorana bearded lady the bearded lady um which she was a performer and a singer had this hypertrichosis and she was an indigenous woman from Mexico. But this is a genetic condition. So this actually is an exceedingly rare genetic condition. So that's the first thing I should probably say. A lot of them so yeah, worked... your crazy uncle who's just really hairy, and yeah, that's not werewolf. Yeah, no. Yeah, Italians do not do not all have no. trip to, to... Now, if they are neuri and they've been wandering the wilderness and it's werewolf week... Everything is just infested with snakes. Yeah. Right. So that's what you got to do. got to get, like, 20 snakes. Mm-hmm. Right. The thing is, is, like, acquired forms are more common than, like, the congenital form, which is present at birth. One of the more common ones, as I said, it's still exceedingly rare. But what's called hypertrichosis langinosa, which is... Lan- that come with a side effect lan- of Alfredo <laughs> or spaghetti or spaghetti is actually has to do with lanugo hair. Every infant in utero is covered with with this fine white hair that's dense. It's called lanugo hair. And this is sort of completely normal, right? Sure. This is the first hair you grow in we utero. All, we all have hairy babies. Yes. And the thing is, is it's replaced as the Any baby. Grapes. It's it's sort of like a protective layer. It's replaced as the baby matures with vellus hair, which is like our normal kind of hair. Most of it falls out. Sure. It falls out. You have less hair, you know, that sort of thing. But somebody with this condition, that lanugo hair remains. But it's most often seen because it's actually on the palms of your hands or the soles of your feet. And like mucous membranes don't end up being effective. It's like, it's usually pretty thin, right? And so there's only limited areas where it's like, but it's like, they will talk about it's like- So we all start with hairy palms. Yes. 
Sure. So we all start with it, right? And it's supposed to fall out, but sometimes... But if you yank it too much, it stays on your palms. And so... Just try it really hard. Yeah. So the thing is, is like this person, it may rub off, right? It's very fine. So it may sure. rub off in certain places, but, but it may... it'll grow back. Yes. Or it will be in other places. Usually, so like a congenital sort of generalized hypertrichosis in like males, they have excessive facial and upper body hair. Versus with women, it's a, usually a little less severe, a little more asymmetrical, but you will still get a lot of facial hair, Excessive. right? Like like a lot, you know, a lot more than you would expect, as you said, the bearded lady, for example. Right, right. There's some art here of people who it's like they've got hair covering their entire face. I've seen some pictures, yeah. Yeah, like their nose, their face. And like trichosis, I'm assuming like trichome. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Good. There's terminal hypertrichosis, which is fully pigmented terminal hair, right, which is covered like your entire body. It's almost like you have hair on, like the hair that grows on your head, but it's growing Every, on your entire body. Everywhere. Cousin it. So, yes, cousin it basically. Right. And this is usually accompanied by another condition, which they think is maybe genetically linked, which is gingival enlargement, which you have large gums and have other like inflammatory conditions like teeth problems mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Which again, I can see where you could call something like that werewolfism. Uh, if, that you, you know, if you're a very superstitious medieval person, you're going to see that and go, that's a werewolf. Yeah, right. That, it's a wolf man. And so yeah. this form is the most responsible for the term werewolf syndrome. Right. right. And it's, as I said, the cousin it sort of, you get thick, dark hair everywhere. just sort everywhere. everywhere. And so people with this condition tend to be the ones that perform in circus, circuses, right. right? Because of their sort of unusual appearance. There is circumscribed hypertrichosis, which is a presence of thicker hair, but on the upper extremities. There's what they call hairy elbow syndrome. For some reason, your elbows have a bunch of hair on them or thicker hair. You're, uh, you're a professor in a university. You already have the patches on the but, built in. But, but they're just straight on the elbows. Just yeah, cut holes in your, in your tweed jacket and you're all set. And so they said sometimes it's present at birth and regresses a little bit with puberty when your hormones are going, rrr, 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 yeah, and then we'll get shifting. Then it'll get worse as you get older, right? So like you know when like older men get like the long ear hair or nose right. hair or something like that. Just imagine that other places. That everywhere. Yes, and so then there can just be the localized one, which it just it varies depending on the person. Where sure. it's just like they just, just got that one real hairy hairy spot. spot. Yeah, exactly. Nevoid is hypertrichosis can be present at birth or later. Like it's also an isolated area of terminal hair, like super long hair, but usually it's not. Like these other conditions usually have other conditions associated with right. them sure. versus this one's just, you just got a patch of long hair somewhere and you don't have any other like and symptoms. nevoid is similar to things like a, a nevus in dermatology. Right. It's like a, just a small dark spot. Yeah. Right, exactly. So then there's acquired types, which this can so be- So you pick up the hair off the street. So this can be You're a side- by an evil toupee. But- okay. What, what's interesting about this is multiple causes. It could be side effects of drugs. Sometimes it's, it's the Belladonna again. It's Belladonna again. Back to the Belladonna. Could be associations with certain cancers, which since hair growth is really related to hormones, and usually when you certain cancers just whack your hormones completely. So yeah, crazy. like thyroid cancer. And, yeah. And and then there are possible links with certain eating disorders. Interesting. There's the hypertrichosis, lanuginosa, right? Which is basically you start getting that infant sort of hair again, but you start of growing it on your face and on the trunk and your armpits. And usually it's the, they call it a malignant down because it's downy hair, right? Like a down fur, right? Or down feathers. Evil softness. Evil softness. Mm. But it's usually very, very fine. Right. And, it, and it's unpigmented and stuff. It's more like annoying rather than anything. There's the sort of the generalized one. It's like you're growing fishing line. The generalized one is, is the acquired. Usually it affects like it's on the face, right? So it's like 
like your Someone cheeks. Someone acquired, like, is it something that's an environmental factor, or is it just more of it, it was always with you and just suddenly expressed itself? Yeah, they're not really sure. So it's the, it's something that, because there's also can happen, like, or abnormal hair growth patterns that happen on the eyelashes have a particular name, mm. but it may be associated with, they said, certain treatments for hypertension, there was a particular drug that caused this to happen, is a side effect, or God, topical ones. Pills. So there's topical ones of this, so it's called minoexidil. If you you took it orally, could cause this, or if you put it topically in different areas, could also cause that hair growth. But as soon as people stopped using it, then they stopped, then it fell out. So right? it's like one of those, like it's close enough to whatever triggers hair growth that mm-hmm. it was bringing mm-hmm. this back up, huh? Mm-hmm. So you can have high blood pressure, or you can be furry. So then there was also like, what if what if you have high pressure? blood pressure and your fur. That's different. Yeah. yeah. And so there's pattern hypertrichosis, which is... Checkerboard. But tiger it, stripe. Yeah, tiger stripe. It... Does Let show a weird pattern, but they fig- that they found out that sometimes the weird pattern is you actually have an internal malignancy, like an tr- internal oh, tumor. Like it's following uh, something and else. And it's following because tumors, cancer and tumors, everybody, release a bunch of growth hormone and other weird chemicals. And if they're close enough to the skin, other things will respond to it. So you get this weird, you know, patch or whatever. And it's like, oh, guess what? You have tumor under there. <laughs> and it looks like the Virgin Mary. Yeah, yeah. right. And then it's the, like, the local localized hypertrichosis is the can be from a second secondary irritation or trauma which is that you may have had it and then because you had some other thing go on it got worse or better it's the 15th time you've listened to blue christmas this week and mm-hmm. now it looks like elvis on your your side god what a coming into a pompadour let's be honest you're sort of asking for it then <laughs> if you're listening to blue christmas that much now there is another condition which gets confused with werewolf syndrome mm-hmm. um and this is called hirsutism which is only can happen in women and children and what that is is you've got too high of testosterone levels or male hormone levels and that you start to exhibit adult male pattern growth the thing is is like this can be both congenital or required but for example parasitism happens in pregnant women because all of your hormones are raised right, all super high right yeah, yeah, yeah. and so what happens is like you get you still have hair on your belly but like parts of it will be darker or you'll start to get dark hair on your face or just and not like a beard not like a full beard just right like but like of patches it. of it small bits there, yeah. if anyone's had a grandmother that had to wax her upper lip it's that sort of thing and it just has to do with individual kind of hormone levels people who have it more severe will start to get hair growing on like their chest or their back like women who have polycystic ovarian syndrome who have tend to have slightly higher and I should probably say this everybody has estrogen and testosterone levels depending we all have both, we all have both but we depending on if you are biologically male or female is your ratio of those two things. The thing that determines which organs develop in utero is based on levels of those based on your genetics. Right. And so the thing is that some women have slightly elevated testosterone levels in comparison to the normal. It's not enough to make a huge difference, but one of the reasons if you have excessive ones is you have issues with acne. You usually have a deeper voice. You have irregular menstrual periods and you will have this excess sort of darker hair. hair. So it's like that sort of thing is a spectrum as opposed to a binary. It's true. (laughs) It's true. And so the thing is, is like sometimes it's like, 
oh, they have this, and it's like, no, hypertrichosis is the extreme life. But it also makes you wonder, like, the, you know, because it's like, oh, you have this extra dark hair, and you, you become feral with the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the moon sickness has taken you, it's like, is this just women with higher testosterone well, there, there, on their period? There's been studies where like people really do just behave kind of ridiculous when it's a full moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't really know why, nope. but that's what people do. And so like the thing is, the reason that they make this distinction is because in those kinds of medical conditions, if you give a person birth control... Mm-hmm. Or like estrogen goes away. Yeah, okay. you rebalance the right, ratio. Yes. balancing thing. And yeah. not even a lot, just like a little bit. Just enough just to enough. tweak yeah. it back into the To tweak it back ratio. in, and then everything goes back just, in the... Give it a little push. Just give so, it a little so, push. Yeah. Right, versus if you had, you know, wearable symptom or hypertrichosis, doesn't do anything. That just, you just have it. Because of that, like, there are... Now they know there are actually several different genetic mutations that cause to that hypertrichosis. The the hirsutism can happen for a variety of reasons, right? And with a lot of things that are like a syndrome, it tends to be like it's a loose collection of, of symptoms. Right. right. For hypertrichosis, there are I'm counting real quick. There's like three different known genetic mutations right. that can result in that kind of phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah. And that is it's the some of the first ones where it's like when you still keep your baby hair mm-hmm. right like that has been located as a sort of what's called an inversion mutation which is a piece of DNA got flipped to the wrong way around mm-hmm. on chromosome 8 but like some think it could also just be spontaneous mutation like you could inherit it but it also could just happen yeah. right hey Bob we hey flipped Bob. the, flip the DNA here that's right so fine. it's fine well and what's interesting My about and what's interesting about the generalized one which is more of the everywhere that one's actually a dominant mutation and so I'm actually going to talk about um i mean listen we're hairless a hairless quote wrote, apes right and <laughs> yeah, so that is true. that is linked to a particular chromosome a particular like spot an affected female who's carrying it has so it is actually on the x chromosome so she has a 50 percent chance of giving it to her children versus any of her sons will have it just automatically automatically because they got that x chromosome from their mom so like if we have a person she has a 50 percent chance of giving it on to her kids where it's like she'll have one x chromosome that's normal if she's just a carrier for it she might have a son who's completely fine or he will have it but if it's a male that has like werewolf syndrome because the only x chromosomes he can give are to his daughters she will then be a carrier but since his Y chromosome goes to his son, his son won't have it unless his wife is also a carrier. And so the chances of that being very, very, very rare. Very so. rare, right? It's yeah. almost it's one of the reasons that like hemophilia in right. in the European Russian royalty. Euro, European royalty that is also an X-linked trait, which usually would be rare right. if you weren't. <laughs> but if you didn't, if you weren't uh, always engaging your... in incest. That's... Then, then you wouldn't have so many people to have it. Um, yeah, so yeah, gotta fix them traits real good and proper. Yeah, God bless. God we, bless. We, we, we fixing to to do the nasty with the cousins. It's, it's ironic that it was the nobility in, oh, in, yeah. in Europe that were the ones that behaved like like uh, mm-hmm. trailer park trash. There's another one like the fuck you lady. So like the term Victoria, like the terminal one, which is. <laughs> It's on right. the it's on the extremities. They think that's caused by genetic mutations on chromosome seventeen. Could result from either an insertion, an addition, 
or removal of millions of nucleotides. They're not sure. Horny werewolves. <laughs> yes, there is mm-hmm. one transcription factor, which is a gene that controls other genes on whether they turn on and off that might be involved, but they're not really certain. All um, we know is we call them the stig. <laughs> yep. The acquired version of getting the baby hair back is usually most, usually happens with cancer, mm-hmm. actually, most commonly, sure. and is linked to other metabolic disorders such as anorexia, because when you're anorexic, there's big hormone imbalances. Sure. And also hyperthyroidism as a side effect of certain drugs. All of this has to do with hormones. It's a, it's, it's a hormonal hormone. imbalance thing. And so Which the again, thing is... makes it sound like it's easily treatable, mm-hmm. presumably. With right. modern medicine. With, with modern, modern medicine. medicine. Sure. But right. back so, in the day... Anytime before the 1980s. Unless it was something that was the imbalance, the, the hirsutism, like that, with the incidence of, of hormonal birth control, we have a solution. And but anything else, yeah, it's going to take a little bit. And so sure. the thing is, is it's like, it can also happen in children where it's like, basically they're growing, they're they're getting more of that adult body hair before you would think they would. Grow, you, you're growing up so fast, Billy. Yes, exactly. You can find hair in strange well, places. They're like, I have hair everywhere. Everybody's I mean, met that kid that had that I, five, that had that beard super early, right? Yes. They're 12. Look like they're coming, out of, they're coming yep. out of a coal mine. Coming out of coal, yeah, like that five yep. o'clock shadow immediately. That guy also was losing his hair early as yeah. well, so mm-hmm. uh, we called him Narc. <laughs> We knew he wasn't, but it was just like, okay, that was his nickname, was Narc. A lot of it just has to do with... How do you do, fellow kids? How do you do, fellow children? So a lot of it has to do with, like, your hair goes through several stages of growth, like, on your head, and then it falls out. And the length... It's the last stage of grief, falling out. Yes, but the length of those stages differs depending on where the hair is located on your body. Versus if you have the more severe form of this condition, is that everything behaves like it's on your head. So there's this extended... the longest growing. Right. Like terminal hair, right? And so because of that, then that means everything is just growing super dark and super long and super thick. Even though it's like, yes, all of us have hair on our arms. We you have, know, you know, a little bit of, well, a, I have a little more, but, you know, yeah. overall a little over, bit. Over, over, yeah, exactly. I just thought it was interesting because they got into some of this just in history. I, I mean, all it's making me think of is, like, the old, like, kids rhyme, and God knows where this came from, was, like, the, you know, first is the worst, second is the best, third is the one with the hairy chest. It's just mean. How dire- Kids are mean. <laughs> yes, they are. Kids are mean. How it's diagnosed clinically is, like, when you're having excess hair in places where it wouldn't be because of puberty hormones. You wouldn't expect a bunch of really thick, dark hair to be there. Good old hairy knees. Yeah, exactly. You should get that checked out. The thing is, is that acquired ones, as we said, like as long as you address the underlying cause, modern day medicine's usually fine. Has, there, has something for it. Yeah, something Some for it. Some hair is an acquired taste. The congenital forms, like the genetic mutations, there's the, no cue for the that. The furry community would be happy to have you. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You can have medication that can help remove the factor. Anybody who has the congenital required, you can just like, it's just sort of cosmetic sort of things. You know, you can do hair removal things, waxing, you know, like all those sorts of things depends on how much you want to put yourself through and how severe sure. I mean, listen, your case is. We've developed ways of getting rid of the hair. It's not pleasant, no, but it's effective. Because it's like, yes. It's laser hair removal. Do you understand how long you're going to be there? Yeah. You're going to have a tan when you're done. Yeah. It will remove the hair. Right. Listen, invest in Philip Norelco. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, yeah, you can have the temporary hair removal that several hours, several weeks, depending on what you're doing, you know, because it's like, you know, waxing, throwing, all that fun stuff. But then like, you know, permanent hair removal is usually like chemicals. Unless you're... Or laser uh, hair removal. Ah, uh, the old nair bath. Unless you yes. sign the Santa Claus, in which case the beard is going to grow out right. instantaneously. Yeah. The thing is, it's like, but... You know, we never checked if 
shaved his arm hair, what happened? And so Santa Claus four. So you've got some hair. He he fixed it with cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's Tim Allen, so of course he, he did. He tried the Belladonna. That was a little too rough. A little too rough. So he yep. just the tried the back. He just tried the cocaine instead. Yep. Those are the sort of things like that's how it's it's treated. As I said, like the actual genetic conditions are really rare, and like the other acquired ones is usually it's like if you figure out what's causing it and get rid of that, then it usually goes away on its own. And like right. as syndrome as, as syndromes go, like. It's not the worst. Are you going to get some funny looks as a kid? Sure. Yeah. Your kids are going to be shitty anyway. Kids are going to be shitty. Mm-hmm. Kids are looking for reasons. But to... like in the grand scheme, it's some hair. I just thought some of this history stuff was interesting. Sure. So people with this kind of hair often found jobs as circus performers because of their unusual appearance. So there was Fedor Jeftichu or Jojo the it's, dog face man. It's pronounced Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Stephen Bibrowski, which is Lionel the lion face man. Jesus Akive which is the wolf man. It's pronounced Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> Annie Jones, the bearded woman, and Alice Elizabeth Dougherty, the Minnesota woolly girl, all had hypertrichosis. Extensive hypertrichosis usually carries an emotional burden, burden and cos- cosmetic embarrassment. Some people attempt no treatments because they say it defines who they are. The uh, Minnesota woolly face... This is... I think I've seen these pictures before. Yes. But let me see this one. Oh, actually, this one I have not mm-hmm. seen. Yes. Yeah. And so this is Alice. And it's one yeah. of those things, like, because mm-hmm. it's an old picture, you think to yourself, like, this is doctored, right? They, they were wearing a, a, a costume of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so hard to say. The What I found interesting here was, like, the Gonsalves family. So Pestris Gonsalves was referred to by an Italian naturalist as the man of the woods. And he was the first person, a portrait of him here, that was recorded to have this condition. I've seen this one. Man of the right. woods. So, Bigfoot. Yes. I mean, if Bigfoot wore a nice a nice red and black robe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's dressed really well. And so the thing is this this is where some of these first recorded found if they were that they were dominant mutations because four of his seven children also had this. You look at that picture of him, right? Look at that face and tell what does it look like to you? I had the immediate thought of like somebody finally got Chewbacca some clothes. Do you remember what Lon Chaney looked like in Wolfman? Actually, yeah. Exactly mm-hmm. like yeah, that. Yeah, the like the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's the, the hair long, is slicked back. And slick yeah. It's, it's exactly that. Then Barbara Von Beck was also someone who, and this was, so this is like, so Petrus Gonsalves was born in 1537. So this was sure. one of the first like recorded. But that also falls in line with some of the werewolf witch trials. It's right. in that same time frame. Yeah, yeah Bar- Barbara exactly. Von Beck was in 1629. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the um, same. It was a 200 year period between the, the 15 16, and 1700. The 16, yeah, 16th mm-hmm. and 18th century. So Yep. and so it's, like it's, its predominance was in the 17th. Yep, and so she was one of the first people to be depicted and painted that had this syndrome. She was sure. actually from a she was so she was the only member of her family with this condition, so it probably occurred spontaneously, that sort of thing. But she like was part of like minor nobility, so she appeared like in nobility in cities in London and Paris, right, and traveled around Europe and that yeah. sort of thing. So and Lon was very Junior walking with the Queen. Yep. Doing the werewolves of London. And right. <laughs> and so then, like, the hypertrichosis lanagosa is what they call, is the hairy family of Burma, which is a four-generational pedigree of the disease. So in 1826, John Crawford was leading a mission for the Governor General of India through Burma and tells of meeting a hairy man, Shui Meong, who lived in the court of King Ava as an entertainer. Shui Meong had... Long history of yep, performance, yeah. Had four children... 
three unaffected and one with congenital congenital microtrichosis named Mafun. And a second mission to Ava, Mafun was described as a 31-year-old woman with two sons who both had it. Gotcha. And so, like, you see where it's this yeah, excellent... it's a congenital, it carries through the, the right, female line. the female line. And so one of the, one of her affected sons was Meong Fosset, and he had a daughter who was also affected called Mame. This is where they figured out some of these links. Anybody who had this condition also had teeth problems. And anyone who didn't, didn't. Had perfect teeth. And so it has something to do with some There's of some like growth hormone right well and the there. thing is it's like when it comes to like your fingernails your teeth your hair like all of those things are There's some similar processes similar involved. processes involved mm -hmm. julia pastrana uh, pastrana in 1834 through 1860s when she lived she traveled throughout the united states in the freak show as the bearded lady so she was the first so sort it's, of it's relatively rare like it's a, unique enough that mm -hmm. it's called out for very specific things like the circus or, or courts and things right. like that like it's rare enough but for those that do carry it like it is a through line like there is it's mm -hmm. pretty consistent that and so it will be in the family for a long yeah, time yeah so she was always portrayed as having dark extensive hairs distributed throughout the surface of her body even on the palms of her hands which actually doesn't always occur right. in someone who has this and it was at first that she thought she had the you know sort of congenital hypertrichosis legonosia or it was a generalized form because of they also had some things it was they didn't only like it was actually her that they figured out that it was the terminal type and that it was X-linked after her death. Because I think, they don't say it specifically here, but it basically, it's like she don't, she don't didn't embody body to science. science. Right. And so like, it was actually her that they studied her and are like, oh, this is actually genetically, they knew it's it was inherited. Yeah. It's not spontaneous, but it's, yeah. How exactly does it crop up? But it's up an X-linked syndrome. Yeah. 2011, Supatra Sasupan, a girl born, 11 year old girl from Thailand, um, was named the world's hairiest girl, but again, it's book of world records at the age of 11. This condition doesn't just occur in humans. Okay. So presumably there are other mammalian species mm -hmm. that uh, an additional amount of hair, like we're right, right. rarer mammals in the, the minimalist. Right, exactly. Hair. Because as I said, from the history, it was mainly, as I said, Pestris Gonsalvas, who was from the Canary Islands, was the first recorded. Okay. Like in a medical text. And then they looked at his, you know, his children and grandchildren and stuff like that. And that over the next 300 years, only about 50 cases were observed. So there may so well have been more, more, but it's rare enough that like it yes. really is only... there are We can name names right, exactly. of those that are documented. So in like summer... Yeah, no snitching. Right? Yeah, exactly. So summer of 2019, there was at least 17 Spanish children developed so-called werewolf syndrome. And it was because they had received treatment from one of these drugs that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Minoxidil, okay. which is the... It was supposed to help with gastric reflux. They were supposed to get a different med, and someone gave them this, basically this hypertension med that caused this. But, <laughs> and so, but, but did it cure their acid reflux? Well, it's like, instead of being treated with omeprazole, a drug that helps with gastric reflux, it received a treatment of minoxidil, a medication against terapons. Which causes the exact type of thing in kids. And so the laboratory that made it made the mistake of making that they're not sure why, right? Sure. It was and really then weird. And got sued and they got into the ground, right? Into the ground. This condition is sometimes found in cats. A, per a male Persian with a condition named Achyom achieved a certain level of notice due to his unusual appearance because it, and it gave him the nickname Werewolf Cat. Right. Because it was just so much. Yes, hair. yes. Um, so it's not so much that because of 
they already have hair, hair everywhere. Right. It's extreme. But it's extreme. A female Mueller's Bornean Gibbon. I'm sorry, what? Mueller's Bornean Gibbon. Okay. So a Gibbon who is a... Um, from Borneo. From Borneo. From Borneo. Okay. Who's, um, quote unquote, discovered by right. a German. Yes, exactly. Ah, <laughs> Yes. Um, we found we found sick monkey. It's over here. Yes, and this Would you was like a nine. This is 1955. But there's she, your deep cut. Horny werewolf. But sh- but she had excessive hair growth on her face, and after pictures and things, people suggested that maybe she also had that. Yeah. You know, but this was you know we your we, deep cut um, to sprockets. To sprockets. And Don't so, give me my rant. My rant on <laughs> SNL. Fucking every goddamn Mike Myers, Mike Myers bit, bit, bit. ever. Mm-hmm. Why so, were they all? T- I'm sorry, I had to do it. Why are they all talk shows? All of them. Every single one of them was some variation on a talk show. He had one joke. You know what? It worked. It worked. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but he had one joke. All right, so that's basically what I had for the science. If right. we want to say sort of specifically on like. Specific to, like, it is a werewolf, werewolf thing. thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Because werewolves don't exist. Yes. Right. And it's the, this is this closest, and I will say, like, even the acquired ones, usually, like, the acquired it conditions, with it has nothing to do with being Right. Bit. No biting, yeah. no scratching. No biting, Nobody no scratching. Nobody biting you and turning you into Nothing a, to do yeah. with the full moon. Now, you can be natural born. There is a congenital factor. Right. But you also look like that all the time. And right. you, unfortunately, in real life, wish as much as you might. It's not it, going to take away the hair. It's not going to take away the hair. Right. No. You, Nair will. Yeah. Nair will. will do it. But keep it away from certain regions. Yes. Not meant for that. No. Mm. Burning. And so it's unless the... You already have, unless you already have burning down there, in which case, was it going to hurt? Right. More burning? So it seems like usually people, since the condition's so rare, they usually just embrace and they're like, you know what? It is what it is. I am it what is, I am. I am what I am. This is what it is. And what I am is hairy. And what I am is hairy. And, is hairy. and as I said, the other ones are side effects of usually some other right. issue. So right? easily reversible. Yeah, that. generally speaking. Remove curse, hormone therapy. That's what it is. That's yeah. what we just now learned. We and I mean, right. in more ways than one. In more, more ways than, than like, one. You ask the right person, 100%, yes. that is remove mm-hmm. curse. Remove yes. curse. But, but when it comes to like, so obviously like werewolves, don't exist. Sorry to, to spoil everyone's horny werewolf month fun. Sorry, everybody. Um, but again, believe in your heart. It could be true. If you wish hard enough, it can always be hairy werewolf. Be, be the horny werewolf you, you want to be. see in the world. But other like metamorphosis occurs in nature. Oh, yes. Like shifting from one thing to another. Right. And I mean, we Which could... Which we sort of discussed before. Yes, but we have, but we could, do, we could do a really big deep dive into metamorphosis. If we want to go with That's where a guy wakes up as a cockroach. Yes. I was, um, I, you beat me to the Franz Kafka joke. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> or, or, or Ovid. I don't, know, I don't know what to feel yet. You also have Ovid available. And to be perfectly honest, neither did Franz Kafka, so yeah. it's fine. So, for example, so maybe we don't talk about, like, growing hair, but... That's metam- a different talk. It's that's a different talk. Lots of birds and bees. Lots of birds and bees. Not there are... If we stick with mammals, there are several, and actually even outside of mammals, but it's like the, there's several animals which change for color throughout the year. And I'm not just saying like, oh, it's wintertime and they grow more, right? right. Or, Although that happens. That does happen. Or they are juvenile and they have a juvenile pattern, right? right. And then they sure. grow adult fur. So what I'm referring to is things like the Arctic hare, the Arctic, Arctic fox, fox, the ermine, ptarmigans. ptarmigans. What this has to do is that when it get a real cold, they turn white. And when it get warmer... They lose the white fur. They lose the white fur. Right? Or feathers. Or feathers. 
whatever that is. And so this actually has to do with a particular gene that is temperature dependent in its expression. Sure. Is it the same gene that's with like Himalayan rabbits yep. and like same Siamese cats? Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. the points on a, a Siamese or similar breed like Tonkinese, Burmese, the darker fur, like most of those cats when they're young, their midpoint of their bodies are light colored, like very almost like tan. Yeah. And will darken with time as they become cooler. But their their feet and their ears and their tail, like the extremities where there's not as much blood flow, are cooler by default, and that's why they are dark. It is purely linked to temperature, and it, it's you can actually we can see it actually in the cat that is just probably asleep upstairs in that mm -hmm. in his younger days had far more of like I have points that like my ears, my nose, my my feet, and the midpoint of his body was far more like like tan. Versus now, as an old cat, he is basically almost solid chocolate brown. Because him old and cold. And so... Well, he thinks he's cold. He lays in your lap and he's a thousand burning suns. <laughs> but he just doesn't hold in any heat correct. anymore. The heat all leaves it in the fur get all dark. gone. And right. so in the same way, you know, the, the mm -hmm. Arctic fox, the Arctic hare, ptarmigans, in the summer months in the Arctic are dark. They are right. like black fur so that they blend in with the stony, stony brown. Yeah, so like an Arctic fox during the summertime right. is this sort of brownish, tawny color. And then in the winter when mm -hmm. it is cold, they become white yes. and blend and in so with the snow. And so what they do yes. is they will molt this fur. It's pretty this, quick and profuse. It's pretty quick and profuse, right? And so it will grow in as this different color, right, mm -hmm. when it comes back in. And also, Arctic Fox 1 put on a lot of weight when it gets cold. And also the fur, um, the white fur is much, much longer, right? Much, much thicker. And so they look very chonk. <laughs> Yes. In comparison. But, but, to be fair, they're pretty fun to watch in concert, though. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, I believe it. <laughs> um, but it's just very funny because, okay, so their winter fur, like an Arctic fox, is like 200% thicker than their summer th fur on a that's microscopic a, a level. Yeah, yeah, because it contains a lot more air, so it's more effective in keeping them warm. But they also, like, pack on the pounds. So I remember seeing there is, like... The Arctic foxes that live at Como, which are nearby, they had a picture of the same fox like during the summertime yeah. and during the wintertime, and he looked heckin' chunk. <laughs> he looked so round. So round. It's like working um, on bikini bod, working on winter bod. Yes. Two different processes. Yes. Two totally different things. Yeah. Two totally different things. And it's always just it's it's just very funny to me because yeah. of just how because There's they got the perfect difference. They got the perfect like look of this like fluffy white blob loaf very rotund very sausage like so there's nothing in nature i'm i'm assuming but you can tell me whether it's not there's there's nothing in nature that has a form that they change like from one day to the next no that's the closest i could come where it's sure. seasonal it's and seasonal it's very change. much as i said it's more cosmetic than anything where it's the they change color to blend in to their surroundings. And I mean, there are some, so like a crab spider can change its color and pigment to a certain extent during the day, depending on what flower it's on. And eventually, eventually it will change to crab. It will change to crab. Just like everybody else. Does. So they have some variation they can do that Nature way. will have its crab. Yes. But it's the... One way or another. Okay, if you think of the color magicians of the deep, like the octopi, 
pie and, and cuttlefish. cuttlefish. Yeah, anything with and there's these, a, uh, like, again, it's sort of that level of like metamorphosis versus mimicry mm-hmm. because right because that's what mostly what the the octopi and the cuttlefish. Yeah, it's are a doing. metamorphosis. Well, except in the when sense the cuttlefish that, are communicating. Right. right, that is a form of community. They they have that form of community. But it's mm-hmm. the the metamorphosis is like a lot of octopi will yes. like spread tentacles or hold them so, in to behave more like a fish or more like yes. a stone right. or more so, like a. There's a behavioral metamorphosis in that sure. sense. But so like the technical term is chromatophore. If you're talking about a werewolf, the the transformation is more for like being more of a predator. Right. And it's drastic. It's, it's, it's drastic. way drastic. It's, it's not way just drastic. a cosmetic change. No, it's just not a cosmetic change. So there's like, probably, the other thing would be things that are very much of like a behavioral seasonal thing is like the difference in mating seasons versus non, like animals in a rut. When you right. deal with like sure. even things like deer that are not predators become far more aggressive in times mm-hmm. of you know, when it is mating time versus in the part of the year where they're just like, I'm just a deer eating thing. Yes. They'll all kind of hang they out. Grow antlers. They around. also get. They also get buffer. They put on extra pounds. You know, hit the gym. Is there any kind of animal who, even over a period of time, will change to look like another animal? Which is essentially what a werewolf is. It's it's a person turning into another yeah, animal. Yeah. This besides over evolutionary time. Yes. Over evolutionary, evolutionary time, time. Yes. Again, everybody will become yeah, a crab. But besides, yeah. Besides but like, uh, that, like that's a part of their behavior. Right. Besides, like, mimicry, not really. I mean, most of the metamorphosis that we talk about is, like... Insects. Insects. Like, insects, this happens a lot. In fish, this happens a lot, too. The baby fry or larval form... Same thing in insects. Usually it's drastically different than the adult form. And they go through a type of maturity and metamorphosis. And that's a one-time thing. But that's, that's a one-time thing. thing. There's, yeah, there's only a few examples in fish that I'm aware of, and I've, I've been wrong before, that can flip back and forth. And there's a certain species of fish that can change their gender. Yes, I've Depend heard on the needing and the need of the population. There is, and I don't know what other fish, because I'm not the science guy. If I remember correctly, they can start off with their eyes being on the side, but then over time... Like, like halibut and flounder, a lot of the flat yes, fish Yes, a lot of that. the flat fish do they, that. They yeah, turn they, into flat fish over they time. They turn in mm-hmm. flat fish over okay. time. That would be a type of more like maturity metamorphosis. Right. There's a type of, and probably say it's like a type of parrotfish, which I might be wrong about this, that it's the like most dominant, if the, if the dominant male dies in the population... The dominant female will turn into a male, but will also like it's possible for her to turn back, but it's rare. Clownfish, like a certain type of frog that also is yes. capable of yes. hermaphrodism, and it, like and they can switch basically. They can at, switch at need, sure. at need, right? And it can happen back and forth depending on. But it only, but as I said, it's mostly been recorded in fish and mm-hmm. like some amphibians. And then you can, and then you can do parthenogenesis, like some lizards who is like we're all women and we don't need no man, and they just have clones of Which, themselves. If you look at, from a, from a lore perspective, the notion of lycanthropy and werewolfism as a metaphor for, you know, hermaphrodism and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. like, then yeah, you can find plenty of examples of that. Right, you know? exactly. Well, it's also like... Which there is a way of interpreting it in that way. Exactly. And that's, you hear the term like moon sick and it's a monthly thing. It's like, right. there are things that are a lunar cycle and there are... Lunar cycles, both in the sense that you know, menstrual cycles are vaguely aligned with the twenty-eight month calendar of the moon. Yes, sure. But, but there are also like, but that's I think coincidental. Correct. Yeah. 
But it's but that's again that like folklore it's, aspect. It's, it's coincidental, but not to humans who want to make connections to things. Right. Yes, exactly. But there are also like there are lunar cycles to when it comes to like marine biology. There are a lot of things that react to because of the tide, tide cycle, cycle. Mm-hmm. that yeah. are linked in that like you know at the time of as the moon is full, then you will see more crabs on the beach. Well, it's because not, it's like different and... ones will come up to spawn at different times depending right. when the tides come in. We're not when they're strongest. The most common like on land that respond to lunar cycles is actually plants. So there are certain plants like night blooming cactus and other different desert plants and things which will only bloom under the full moon or under the new moon or under the new moon. And they usually have white flowers because they're pollinated by things like bats and moths that reflect the moonlight. You know, they don't need pigment because it's out in the dark. Baobabs, which are big trees, they only are like around one. It's like one night. They just do a real big... (laughs) One night only. Big, One night only. Big night, sh- big show. Big yeah. show. Tip your waitress. Tip your waitress. Battle of the bands. Battle of the bands. Battle of the baobabs. Two, 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 two drink minimum. Yeah. And so there, there's that sort of thing, but like every big show. I could be wrong, but I'm not aware. Nobody, we're gonna get that reference by the way that I just made. Nobody. So I will say I am not aware of anything that can switch back and forth within a day. Right. Like major physiological changes. Besides, as I said, like behavioral mimicry. If you had chromatophores, which are color changing cells, like your cuttlefish or you're an octopus, and you can switch kind of at will your textures and your colors and those sorts of things. You might um, have things that like shift color over time as part of like a cycle. So. Uh, the yesterday, today, and tomorrow plant. Right, exactly. Which is so, a flowering bush. When the flowers are first out, they're purple, purple and they fade to white, white over several days. Over several days. Yeah. And so, like, and they flower constantly. And so, like, there can be a color shift that way. And then, as I said, there's also, like, a lot of one-time metamorphoses. And that the larval form of something can be drastically different than the adult form. Like, right. damselfly larvae are scary and huge and eat a bunch of things, right? Big and giant mandibles. Big giant mandibles. And they turn into these eevee, <laughs> tiny Now, if you adults. have the wrong haircut, you can become a Karen overnight. I'm not acknowledging that. And you can <laughs> fix that by having a different haircut. Things like ant lions. Do right? better. Just do, <laughs> do better. better. Is that to me or to Karens? Yes. <laughs> things like ant lions, which become, you know, a type a of... A lace wing. A lace wing, yeah. right? Here's this delicate flying creature that dances through the yeah. air, and its larval phase digs a giant cone in the dirt and has massive jaws and eats anything that falls in, like a garbage disposal. Yes, it is a And they're like three times the size of the... Yeah. No, they, they are smaller, but they're still real, like, real well, but scary. Like, the, the lace wing has these long, dainty wings versus oh, just... just ugly spiky, spiky blob in the ground right with big big teeth big yeah. teeth and the thing is like and also the ant- sarlacc pit well the funny thing about antlions is they like the lace wing itself only lives for like a few weeks or months right and the antlion can live for years right right it's, it's a larva for living in a hole yeah, chucking dirt at its neighbors insects have weird lives insects have really weird lives yeah so, you know, cicadas i will live 23 years Ooh. underground Right. Doing only to, fuck all. Doing fuck all. Only to come out and be active for what, like seven months or something like that? Yeah, and for a dies. few months and do a scream. Yes. It's the ultimate life. Do Just to let everybody years. know that they're in Japan. Right. And then die. Do a scream and then. Sleep for 20 years, come out, scream, fuck, die. Yes. It is, if you think about it, it is an ideal life. 
Right? Yeah. Maybe Cicada is peak performance. Yeah, it could be. Because they... Is Cicada not crap? Is Cicada not crap? <laughs> yeah, because there are a lot of larval forms of insects... Science says no. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of larval forms of insects that are like... Lar- like butterflies. We think of butterflies a lot of time because it's like, okay, we have a caterpillar and they become the pupa and they become this beautiful butterfly. Generally speaking, their lives are pretty short, even like larval forms. But there yeah. are other types of insects which like are larval form for a really, really long time. And like even mayflies and stuff. And then they like so live... So it's really more of like life mating form. form is actually more of like because we think it's bit as the adult but the thing is a lot of the time it's like even there's certain moth species like the atlas moth it has no mouth when it becomes a moth because it did all of its eating as a larva and it has only gotten the big beautiful wings to fly around go have some nookie and, and die, die. atlas right? moth is like i ate once once well, yes but the thing is is because they don't live long Which enough they get all dolled up they get all they dolled go, up. Uh, go out and on ladies' night. And like uh, that is buzz as loud as they can. Buzz, buzz as loud, loud as, as they, they can. can. And that is it. And so the thing is, like, they're like certain beetle species, same thing. Like the Hercules beetle is this humongous, massive larva that lives for ages right before it becomes a beetle. So if you're just a fat slug loon in the <laughs> undergrowth in the forest, yeah. someday you too may be a big beetle. Flipping things while Japanese businessmen look on. Yes, it could happen. It could really happen. And then, like arthropods, are crab. Spi- crab. Crab. Our spiders. Our spiders. A crab. Our ticks. Like those sorts of things are just hatches a little mini version right. of the adult version. And then they grow and grow and grow, and then they pull and then they pull out of their skin. And then they get bigger. bigger. Yep. All they do is like it's just a tiny version of the original one. So that's why usually they're not they're they technically it's a larva form, but they call them nymphs. Where which or is like a small version of the big thing. Yes, which right. is just a small version of the big thing, and they just molt and they just get bigger and bigger and bigger until you know heaven knows when. Versus like different larval states because they also go through molting. But if you are the worm or the grub version. Those are called instars, is the term. And so they'll like be like, and it usually is just by size and body segment. Like you can count the number of segments mm-hmm. because they'll get longer. And so it's like first instar, second, third, fourth, pupae. Okay, now I am a beautiful So the whatever. snake game was actually about being a snake. It's about being a caterpillar and just slowly growing. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah. As you said, action. A lot of these are all one-time. These are one-time transformations. So it doesn't fit what you would consider the definition. No. Of, of lycanthropy. Here's your lycanthropy. You get a coupon book of transformations. One right. time only. One, one time, time only. only. One time only. You yeah. can only get one coupon. And one per person. You've got a werewolf ticket. Yeah. Here's your werewolf. Here's your here's your werewolf. And very different movie. And then right. and there are also different Turn types the of factory. you know. <laughs> it, and there's also different. Oh types god, of that is a different. Movie. <laughs> wow. You thought it was a horror movie I before. Hawoo. Hawoo. All of a sudden, those Oompa Loompas are way scarier. And Grandpa Joe's suddenly excited to go down to the werewolf factory. What's going on with you, Grandpa yep. Joe? And What's going on with you? And there's usually not necessarily said there could be multiple stages. You know, like usually we think like larva, pupae, adult. Sometimes there are more than that. More like larvae nymph. You know, like something like that. Parasites usually have really weird life cycles where several rounds of meta- different kinds of metamorphosis. Yeah. Depending on, especially ones that have multiple hosts, where some are like, I have to have this particular host from when I am small, baby, right? And then have a different host when I'm a teenager, and then a final host when I'm an adult. So finicky. Yeah, it's on very Wednesdays finicky. they wear pink. On Wednesdays they wear pink. Mm-hmm. 
And so, like, so I'm not going to get into those because there's... Well, once you get into parasites, it just gets wild. You know, like, it just, just gets, goes... This is why you'll never find a man. Mm-hmm. You're so finicky. It's true. But, like, those are also just one-time-only things, you know, and right. then they, you know, have eggs and the whole thing, you know, goes yeah. back around again. Life is all about <laughs> making more life. It's yeah. true. It's really all it is. It's to really it. all it's there really is just, to it. Why do you exist to make more of me? Yeah, and so that's why I sort of gravitated towards, like, things like, the Arctic Fox, the Tarmigan, the Ermit, sure. or whatever, because I'm like, this at least happens. Sort of the closest thing, yeah. This and is the thing that happens every year, you right. know, under normal conditions. When, you the, know? when the snake tide is high, you become a wolf. And I suppose yes. it does make sense then that, because if you think about it, like werewolves in the lore are considered sort of this very unnatural sort of thing. Yeah, right. So it would make sense that nature has no. Uh, uh, Nothing, yeah, not, nothing, nothing that, that emulates that. Right. Not a real equivalent. And not really like, as we've said before, like there are plenty of creatures that mimic other creatures, right? But they're not going through a transformation into a different creature. Right. Like it's all very cosmetic or behavioral. There's not major physiological changes. When we're talking about major physiological changes, then we're getting into metamorphosis. Uh, you the know, closest and, thing is puberty. Yeah, the closest thing is puberty, really. You get aggressive. There's a lot of hair <laughs> in places. places. Uh, you're sharp-tongued. Grunkings. Yeah. You're hangry all the time. Con- voracious eaters. eaters. Chaotic evil. <laughs> yeah. You ask, you, ask, you ask that girl if she likes you, yes or no. She didn't say anything. Thing. Yeah, you're just angry about it. Now you're just angry. So, yeah, I think the last thing is where do you put it in your game. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's nothing that you really need to add. It's a brute. Send it in. Uh, yeah. it's, it's gonna survive most likely because if it's a low level thing, like yeah it doesn't have a lot of hit points and yeah it's AC is low they're gonna hit it but they're not gonna do anything because unless they have magic or silver weapons like or they came silver prepared. weapons which again is super rare well, there's I don't rules know. for it, don't get me wrong but like who goes out of their way to get silvered weapons yeah, mm-hmm. and they, and at that level they're going to be expensive. Oh yeah, lower level players. Unless are not you're making them that. yourselves, and right. but you know, I mean it depends. Store bought is fine. Like it's a challenge if it's a party that doesn't have a lot of spell casting. But if that party has a lot of spell casting, mm-hmm. eh, werewolf's not going to really be right. right. It's either that or you kind of use them as minions for your big they can evil be, bad. They can, they can you know? work well as minions. I think the only way I would play with that is I don't. I wouldn't stick with the typical uh, hybrid forms. Hey, I want to see a werebeaver. Or, right. Uh, well, and the other thing, too, is... Were platypus. But the other thing, too, is it's... I think the thing that gets... We focus a lot on the hybrid and, like, wolf forms because they are the, the danger. Right. The biggest thing to the the werewolf's favor is that you kind of play them like a changeling or a doppelganger. I was going to say... It's was, about blending in with I was going to say, if mm-hmm. you... It's the serial killer aspect. Yeah, if you turn them into like, first of all, it'd probably be it wouldn't be one. Yes, because werewolves hunt in packs, so mm-hmm. obviously it would be a pack. And give them pack tactics, make them nasty, smart hunters. Yeah, people who use it would be interesting if you make them literally hunters. They use traps a lot. They, yeah, and uh, even the they, like default, they, they're also good with a bow too. So right. you yeah. can't like you can't do this thing of like, oh, I'm gonna run away. Like, well, it's gonna shoot you in the head with an arrow, right? Then, because know? it's and still again, like a person. And so the thing yeah. is, you could have an interesting, as you said, that P- Peter Stuba guy, right? What if you wanted to do like a little adventure hook mini series? Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Yes, yeah, essentially Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Right. 
Like, like literally ripping. Yeah. So, yeah, Make if, it if you were doing a, a mystery, yeah, do having, a mystery having a, 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 a crime mystery where, like, they have to investigate and find this. Right. And, you and as you said, don't make it one person. The right? loop guru had all these, like, crazy high stats. I mean, yeah, if you're doing, like, straight up combat, then, yeah, just beef up your werewolf. Mm-hmm. But the, time. This, the default challenge rating three werewolf, like, statistically is all physical. But their right. mental stats are not bad. Like, they're commoner stats. It's mm-hmm. a 10 in intelligence, sure. a 10 in charisma, and an 11 in wisdom. That's a commoner. Right. Which is which is going to give them an advantage against other commoners right. and not necessarily adventures. And which is why the investigation angle has to be. Yeah. We're going to have to bring in, at a bare minimum, like, the, the local cleric. Like, someone who is truly if wise. you're doing a Sherlock Holmes style right. investigative D and D thing in some analog to like Victorian era London, let's yeah. say, mm-hmm. and there is a pack of werewolves that are literally just going around the city. And you could even have you could even do the Loop Guru angle. And right? the, the thing is, yeah. like, if you are a commoner and you are immune to any sort of if you are a werewolf right like you are immune to any non-magical non-silver damage that's huge because that because that immunity uh translates in their uh human form Mm -hmm. correct it is at like at all times because and i actually did that during our curse of strahd game where yep your group your group went to a town and everyone had to the soldiers tested whether you were a wear person or not right by trying to injure you with something mundane wasn't it wasn't it where the abbey was yes right yeah but it was the Okay, sorry, this is part of the policy. If you bleed, then you're and cool. Go after, if you do have to have, get into combat, make sure that they are in wolf and hybrid form and challenge the party with having lycanthropy. That's another aspect to it. It's like, yeah, you may stop the, this werewolf, but now you're the werewolf. Or as I said, you take the loop guru angle, which is the, okay, yeah, you instead have of to we hunt have the original. Written the original. Which also means you might have to fight several werewolves. To make your way to the loop guru, like it's, right. it's not because you, you don't could... just find the loop guru just walking down the street. Yeah, they're the, they're they're the pack late. They're the pack leader, right? right. And that. so you could have, but you could even have that serial killer angle where it's not doesn't necessarily kill people or kills some but injures others. And then the ones that become injured are the ones that become werewolves. Right, yeah, like and they they're, cri- they're not they're not just fe- they're not just hunting and feeding. They're also trying to grow the pack by right. getting new people. By getting new people, and then right. all these people start having these weird experiences and then right. it's like okay well who was the original where did right. it come from like and all then, this other stuff and, and then that wolf is on to you at some point because you're invested you know the team is investigating right they're on to you at some point so now they ambush you and turn one of you into and they have the keen senses to like, all that other stuff you're gonna have a hard time ambushing this creature because they will smell you they're, coming. they're hopping from rooftop to rooftop right and you could oh, also because yeah. because Lack they're of a dish. because they're so intelligent, right? Yeah. If you're doing a Sherlock Holmes detective-y kind of thing, you could have it where they frame somebody. Yeah, they frame somebody else. They frame somebody else, right? Or they, you know, send you off the trailer, whatever, you know, and all this other stuff. And you think, oh yeah, we got them, right? Yeah. And then so the biggest twist is else. stop making them just a, a brute. Stop making them. Yeah, which really... I mean, they can still work in that way. Oh yeah, they can hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's but like. It's, that is like we focus so much because that is the unique aspect. Because otherwise, they're a commoner; they're just a dude walking down the street. Right. But it's now it is like, oh, 
that is an aspect that is underplayed, I feel like, a lot of the time, is when are they just in the box? They could be at the next table, and that's also the fear aspect, is like, we don't know who it we is. We don't know who it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be anybody. And, it, you know, they aren't necessarily just living in the woods... And that's another thing. They could be blaming, the, the townsfolk are blaming the local druid because sure. they've seen him become a whatever, so right. it must be him and he's violent, he's the outcast. Or, the, you, or you have a mayor who just wants peace and quiet. Just I mean, don't yeah. talk about it. Don't talk about the shark. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll leave the beaches stay open. Oh, yeah, the beaches stay open. The, li- the, the livestock keep disappearing. It must be some wild animal from... Yeah. It's aliens. Some, from, yeah, it's aliens. It's it's some wild animal from out in the world. It's not just Phil, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. The, the quiet shepherd. The quiet Quiet shepherd who's totally got hungry because, well, <laughs> it's delicious. Exactly. Why is he always the one that finds the body? Uh, yeah. Why is it always joggers? Old, old man Carruthers over at the mill. Why right. is it that guy? What well, could it be that guy? Or it's like, or as I said, it's the, oh, well, it's that weirdo and it's mysterious and it's like totally the most popular girl in school. The last like, person you think it would be. The last person you think it would be. It's a little girl. L- it's little a little Bo girl. Peep has lost her sheep. No, little Bo Peep ate her sheep. sheep. But no one would ever <laughs> that believe that. That would be funny. <laughs> Right? No one would, no would ever believe that, that, right? And so it would be like somebody it's like... It's always the quiet ones. It's always the quiet ones, right? So there's a lot of interesting yeah, sort of... that would be an interesting angle. I think it's the... And as you said, they're perfectly great for like challenge, throw werewolves at them, see how they do. Well, I you mean, know, if, if, so... Like low level sort of thing. Gonna, so if you're going to use them that way, yeah. if you're just going to use them as brutes to throw at, at, at people, people, right? then... What you use them for is what what I call the spell slot drainers. Yeah, spell right? soak. Mm-hmm. The spell soak. Because you can't hit them if it's a low level campaign, and because you can't hit them with uh, magical with, weapons with, or something with, stuff. with phys- physical weapons, unless right. they're magical, which you probably wouldn't have. Then you then you have to rely on whoever's casting spell in your party. Right. Well, if you give them a couple of uh, early encounters of like they have to fight a werewolf or two, by the time you get to whatever the real big bad is, well, your spellcasters are out of spells now because they had to use them on the werewolves. So it's like you can do it that way. I said, but it's like I like the intrigue. Angle well, that's a lot. The, yeah, the entry angle is actually it's really cool, fun. too. The you know. big bad is not a werewolf, right? Right, yeah. The big but bad it's... is like a crime boss, but he's figured out that, like, if I keep these mooks happy or and well fed, or they are the toughs, go the classic, go the, the classic folklore route and say, like, the big bad is a hag, it's like yeah. a witch, it's a witch that is turning people, them. that is yeah. cursing people into werewolves. And you could have it where these people don't remember. Yeah, they don't even know. They don't even like, know. Like, when they transform, they're, uh, there's a completely different person, so they have no idea. Well, that's yeah. part of the, the like the player options for it talk about that, like, and there, there's some discussion of, like, those who embrace it are the ones who have the capability to have, like, this sort of hybrid and control the change. Mm-hmm. Right. The ones who either resist it or are unaware of it, it can happen, like, any time, but all of them are impacted by the full moon. Like, they have... The moon has forces the choice on any of them. Right. But the ones that don't know or that are fighting it, it can just crop up and happen. Yeah. So that can be also be like the giveaway. Like if they're if you're really not getting it, you know, it's the classic like guys. It's you know, put the peg in the square hole. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a hard puzzle here. Put it together. Then it could you know, like some guy just loses it and turns into a wolf in the middle of the, the tavern, and right. now it's a problem. Hey, there's the werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that guy. That I figured guy. it out. We've been it's that guy. Eight sessions, and you can't put the peg in the hole. Yep. It's not hot. There's one guy who's covered in blood every week. But by then it's too late. Once, yeah. yeah once, once it gets to the point where like it is blatantly obvious, like, well, it's too late now. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, you could have... And then it's a chase, but now they're faster than you. Yeah, but it's like you could have a hag that is cursing people, and she's up to some other completely... This is a distraction. This This is a distraction. distraction. Right. It could be some other really, like, evil crap, right? And you're too busy... Yeah, it's the diehard scenario. Right. It's like, I'm too busy dealing with all these these people that are turning into werewolves and don't know it and all this other stuff. You've effectively taken the city hostage, but you don't really care about the hostages because you're doing some other thing. This is just a distraction. Yeah. Right, can stop you from doing the real thing that you're. Yeah, doing. but it's like if I were an I'm evil over here witch, eating kids. I don't. I need you to just leave me alone. Yeah, right. exactly. it's like if I, it's like if I if I were an evil witch that lived in the woods and just wanted to be like wreck havoc, you know. Or maybe it is a perfectly peaceful witch leaving things alone, and these men will not stop trying to flirt with her, and so she curses them to become the dogs that they are. That's actually a pretty good angle too. <laughs> That's actually a really good. This angle. how you want to be fine. You're a dog now. Deal with it. Use a dog but you now. can't lick your own balls. The true curse of doghood. God, the true curse. That's why they're constantly spinning around. So angry because they so can't angry. bathe. They, they keep trying to get to the balls to lick them, but they can't do it. Right. There's your horrifying image for the week. It sure is. I can think of no better image for us to end. Oh, no. Itchy, itchy bald werewolves. Oh, itchy bald wow. werewolves. Back to horny werewolves. It's a circle. Life is a circle, you see. Life is three circles, and then you lay down and take a nap. Inside of you are three wo- uh, three, uh, three wolf circles. <laughs> because they're itchy. Because they're itchy. Oh, no. I'm going to stop the recording. Yeah, you probably <laughs> should. It's best that you should at this point. Thanks, everyone, for listening. All questions, comments, or topics for future episodes, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, at nat20pod, or email us at natural20podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ember's Tide for our intro and outro music. As well, thank you to Burnham, with three M's, for our beautiful profile and banner artwork. And thanks to Matt Will Jackson for editing our rambling. He listens to our mistakes so you don't have to, selecting only the most premium nonsense for your listening pleasure. And thanks to all of you, our listeners. We hope you'll keep rolling a natural 20. Natural 20.